to the Tea Podcast. My name is David. My stomach is doing bits. Don't order a lamb curry pizza, folks. It's not big and it's not clever. I wouldn't be feeling this way right now if I went to our sponsors at Akome and Paisley. They do great stuff that doesn't make you feel like a piece of shit. Uh, so go and check out Akome and Paisley. <laughs> uh, they do all the ramen that you would need, the bow buns, you know what I mean? The poke bones, it's, it's phenomenal. And they are my, my favourite people in the world over there. Uh, some of my favourite people in the world are also here. Uh, first off, AJ, how are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm all right, yeah, apart from the aforementioned. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the lamb curry pizza. I don't know why I did it. What's your go-to pizza, AJ? Uh, just like veg, jalapenos, jalapenos. I, I don't even know how you say that word. I, I, honestly, right, so you should have started with that. That's a bit of spice, that's a bit of excitement, right? You just started veg, you just said veg. <laughs> I thought that's a fucking terrible answer. Onions, jalapenos, there you go. Fair enough, fair enough. Grace, what about you? Go-to pizza order. Um... I feel like if I panic, I would do a veggie spoon, but I'd chicken. Okay. But I used to love the, you know, the barbecue one. But yes. I'm, I'm sure just thinking Domino's. I feel like I just overdid it at one point in my life. Okay. The barbecue base is too sweet for you now. It's too sickly. Yeah, I think I'm OD'd on that. Fair enough. And we're joined by a very special guest, Abby Ferguson from the Sorry I Don't podcast. You've just started season two, Abby, is that correct? Yes, we're releasing the first episode of season two on Friday the 11th of August. Shameless plug. <laughs> what, what, it's the second Twilight movie, isn't it? Or the yeah, first, it's the New second Moon. one? New Moon. Right. I've never seen New Moon. I've That's seen... my favourite Twilight film. Is it? it? Controversially. It's a bit of a gem. It is. is it's a fresh one? moment. It's for people who want to be sad and want to cry. Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and laugh my ass off. About the first one, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Uh, so maybe, maybe I give it a shot. I don't know. But anyway, go and check that out uh, when it's released. But stay with us right now for a conversation about the Kardashians. Something I've kind of low-key wanted to do for a while on the podcast, like find a way to talk about the Kardashians because my background, my experience with the Kardashians uh, is that I have two younger sisters, so the E channel was never off the TV. Uh, I was forced to watch the fashion police more than I'd care to admit. Um, Total Divas was like our fucking breakfast at Tiffany's, you know what I mean? That was our that was our safe space. That was a bit in between. I was like, I can get down with this. There's fucking the rock walking by, you know what I mean? I can, I can do it. The Kardashians was by and large on TV. It didn't matter if it was keeping up. Like They're taking Miami. They're taking New York. They're taking fucking Cincinnati, I don't know, they're fucking everywhere. Uh, but AJ, we'll start with you, what, what are your, sort of, what's your history with the Kardashian family? Well, I remember when it came out and everyone, well not everyone, like there were certain people that were like, oh my god, it's so good, and then people who were just like slagging it off, and then I was like, like, like trying to be cool, and I was like, oh, it's so, it gives into capitalism, the horrible, like, reality TV shouldn't be a thing, blah, 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 blah in high school and then years later like I think maybe first second year uni I started watching it like to make fun of it yeah and then I ended up loving it and I've watched (laughs) every single episode that exists multiple times it's an it's a good it's a good thing to just pop on and it's so fucking thing is it's they know they know what they're doing with the market and stuff like that but also they know how to make it just so fucking funny like they they can do the most boring shit and it's just so hilarious and i just don't know what it is it's just like it it 
it, it needs like dissected by like a, like a psychiatric company or something because it's just something about it is so addictive. Fair enough, fair enough. Grace, what about you? I started watching it in high school. Um, so I didn't get Sky till I started high school, like midway through high school. And I just remember that being like one of the things that I was like, when we get Sky, I want to watch <laughs> the Kardashians. And I'm kind of like you, David, where I've got two sisters, but I'm the youngest. Mm. So I feel like instantly watching it, I was like, right, which one's Kim, which one's Chloe? Um, but I then got like all my family in on it as well. So it kind of became like a, like, I don't know, we, we just always loved like me and Chelsea and stuff. So it was quite easy for us to like all get on in it. Um, and that was kind of around, I remember starting it when they went on holiday to Greece. Yeah. Like that season. So I feel like I started at quite a good point because they were already like known, like you kind of couldn't escape them. But it was still like pre all the like Kanye drama. Like, I don't know, it was like when it was still quite funny. Mm. not that dramatic <laughs> yes yes uh, well obviously the show is called first time kardashian which means abby you're coming on here limited experience limited exposure to the kardashians like what what do you know about them coming in before you sort of watch the, the episode we're going to talk about before you saw the top 10 videos like what what was your exposure to the kardashians so i think it's weird to like think of yourself as like not having seen the kardashians yeah. <laughs> You just, you have. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't until you actually asked me if I ever watched it that it, like, it occurred to me to even think about it. Um, I'd, never, I'd never watched the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, never saw any of the programmes, except for um, I was on a nine-hour bus, viciously hungover, <laughs> on the way from <laughs> Leicester to Stirling. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I realised that like I, I was like so, so, so hungover. It was nine hours. And I finally managed to get onto their Wi-Fi on the bus and they had a streaming service, but the only thing you could watch or the only thing you could use the Wi-Fi for was to watch their streaming service. And like the only thing that they had on that wasn't like three random episodes from the middle of a season of TV where you would need to have watched the whole thing was yeah. two episodes of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Okay. So I feel like I half watched them in like possibly one of the worst hungover states I've ever been in in my life. I was just like, what is this? What is this strange world? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I will say half watching Kardashians hungover on bus Wi-Fi doesn't count. So I, I'm quite happy with that. That's I'm fine with that. I was, um, <laughs> in, I was in and out of consciousness. Um, but no, this this was a an interesting experience. I actually never, I didn't realise until I watched it, I've never seen reality TV in this format before. Wow. Like I've seen drag race and like competitive stuff, but I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's weird as well because obviously Abby is coming in later on, but AJ, it's safe to say that the show has definitely evolved from the keeping up days to where it is now. Like how would you, how would you describe that that evolution? Well, obviously it's a whole other show now, but mm. When it started, it was literally just like fly. Well, this is when it started. It was mainly about Kim. Mm. Like the the stories were mainly about Kim, and then there were some like side bits. But as it's got on, they're all famous in their own. Well, not in their own right now because they're all famous for being famous. But like they all started to become more of a personality in the show. So then it started having different storylines, following different characters and different people but then obviously there was all the spin-offs and then you get to see the relationships develop like in the first like the the closest sisters in the first season are like 
so different every single season because it just like I think I find it really fascinating because I've got I've got three sisters and it does show exactly what it's like to have sisters like you go through seasons of your life where you hate one of them then you love one and then you you all like like each other then you all fall out and it's like you see that grow throughout the seasons but obviously now it's a whole new show and they're all producers on it and they all get to sign off every episode so now it's like less funny less fly on the wall and they've made it quite serious now like yes i think so the one thing that i thought was kind of interesting kind of weird was when they did the first season of just the kardashians they kind of acknowledged the cameras more than they ever had Uh whereas i feel like um like they were having the producers like ask questions more on air um and kind of doing like weird like cutaways like there was that bit where that kind of became a bit of a meme where it was like Kendall being like they were like oh she's like got a flu she can't come to something and then it cuts to her being like I didn't actually have flu I had COVID <laughs> like that kind of thing like they I yeah it felt more like they were kind of in on it yeah, yeah I was forgetting to do and in the first series like there was there was storylines but they were very like they played fast and loose with what was a plot line like yeah. <laughs> most of the time followed like him going to the shops him buying a car like the, the girls running dash the store that they owned whereas now they've got like the what like they've got one main storyline that goes through a whole series mm. as well as little spin-offs and they use the cutaways the interviews to explain like to make this so th- there's actually in the new series this is what i found not a lot actually happens they just keep no. going over and over and over get the whole the same storyline and making it more dramatic yes yes and- in the first series something mm. funny or something interesting happened every single episode and it changed every single episode totally yeah i was gonna say like the original keeping up it was more like remember the episode where Kim, um, Chris bought a monkey. <laughs> like, yeah, and it was definitely like, more producers telling them to do something. Yeah, yeah. you're so you're both like, yeah. You're both completely right. I think, and it's also like they talk about the evolution of Friends, like over that ten mm. season one. Like it comes with age as well. Like when they all started this show, like none of them were mums. You know what I mean? None of them had family, none of them had kids, none of them had any of that sort of responsibility to think about, you know what I mean? So we yeah. went from them fucking shouting at guys in the street uh, to now living in <laughs> you know, mansions where surrounded yeah. by a, a brood of their own. But mm-hmm. Abby, like, we're talking about the sort of old school Kardashians and in the lead up to this, I sent you a, a video, like the sort yeah. of top 10 iconic quotable moments. Like, was there anything there that sort of stood out to you having watched it for the first time? Do you know what stood me more than anything else is I'm like, oh my god, that's the origin of that meme. <laughs> You're very memeable. It's just it's the fact that I was like, oh my god, I've like it's like Shakespeare. Like I've quoted <laughs> this before and like used it in context of my own life. I didn't know where it came from. <laughs> like you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah, it's speaking over the world. <laughs> And Kim, there are people dying. Like I, I've used these phrases in my life, yeah. not knowing where the origin of it was. So it is. It's, it's weirdly kind of. It's like Shakespeare in that way. I honestly think that that is Pete Kardashian's Kim. There are people dying. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you get better than that. And if we're talking about the different personalities involved, Kim's in the ocean crying about an eating. 
she goes to Chris, who immediately is like, oh, baby, come here, like, we'll get, we'll sort it out, it'll be fine. And then she, Courtney comes out and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, I see they explain the earring. She just goes, Kim, there are people dying. And that is... They the earring. That's yeah, the best part of that. They find yeah, it. Oh, my God. Then Kendall and Kylie with snorkeling gear down and they find the earring. Abby, yeah. this is why you need to watch. Oh my god! <laughs> all this time, all yeah. this time. And then her last then they break up a month later. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say I always love that it's also like because Chris Humphreys is thrown her in the water. Is that not why she loses it? Yeah. So it's just like yeah. even more reason to hate him. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like their first. It's so like their first big holiday with him going on holiday with all their family. They're engaged, and then they get married, and they're only married for like six weeks or something. But they're engaged, and then he's like oh you just need to be more fun and playful so he throws her in the water and then she like loses her seventy-five thousand dollar diamond <laughs> earring bursts out crying and he's like i just don't i just don't want you to be a material girl and she's like fuck off <laughs> obviously their marriage doesn't last yeah well, well listen yeah. this wasn't in the video abby i need to ask you though have you heard of uh, chloe your sister is going to jail like have you seen that? <laughs> i have heard of it but i don't know the context like did one of them go to jail basically yeah, yeah chloe. basically chloe was going to jail and uh, they were in the car taking her to jail and kim is like taking selfies uh, and on the way, and Chris just goes, Kim, stop, like your sister is going to jail. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Also, uh, like, they, what fi- they filmed you? Chloe getting arrested. Yeah. Like, because she basically, she she got done for like, driving. She yeah. got like a DUI, and then she was supposed to go to court, and they all forgot she was supposed to go to court. So she didn't go to court, so then she had to go and get arrested, but then she didn't actually go to prison. Like, they just paid a fine obviously because they're still they're, they've been loaded from the start but yeah. now it's a different level of wealth but before they could still pay people off so she didn't actually yeah. go to jail i feel there should be there should be a, a, i'm going to run through a quick origin of the Kardashians, just in case there are any <laughs> other first time listeners you know have never seen it before but basically robert kardashian was the lawyer for oj simpson uh, essentially in the whole media circus is how he got a sort of level of infamy from that and then you sort of had Chris Jenner from that. When Robert died, Chris remarried Bruce uh, Jenner at the time, who was a, a decathlon Olympic gold medalist and had like a fucking board game. Like, <laughs> a, like a very, very famous family now, you know what I mean, who are coming together. Um, so at that point, you know, they're already sort of got a bit of notoriety. Um, they're like socialites. Socialites, yeah, because Kim was like, mm-hmm. I think the she was Paris Hilton's like bestie, you know, was like Paris Hilton's personal stylist and wardrobe assistant. Yeah. yeah. So she was the doing that for Paris Hilton, was dating this rapper, I think he was called Ragey. So they filmed a sex tape for them, which then was released without Kim's consent. And um that led to a bit of a, a sort of media storm also at the time. Um, and I feel that's important to bring up because it referenced in this episode, so we're going to talk about that uh, in a bit. And from there, Lord knows how, uh, because the devil and Chris Jenner work in mysterious ways. Uh, <laughs> they got a, they got a, they got a TV deal, uh, so uh, that is where we went. And also, I'm pretty sure actually, right? I need. Does anyone know when Keeping Up with the Kardashians first came out? I want to say 2007. 
Do you know I'll, why? I'll earlier. So it was 2007. Right, and the okay. reason that this is topical is because I'm pretty sure that it came out of the last writer's strike. I was going to say, I was like, would, is that maybe why? I have a, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like, was it, did Chris Jenner pitch it to Ryan Seacrest? Yeah, because he was yeah. the, he was the exec for many years. Mm-hmm. And TV companies at the time were looking for reality TV and non-scripted like television. The... Yeah, because the writer's strike was going on uh, for quite a while uh, in 2007. So I just love the thought of Chris being like, wait a minute, I've got a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to this episode specifically, the episode we're referencing, we're talking about the first episode of the most recent season, uh, which is season three of The Kardashians on Disney Plus on Hulu. It's all fancy. It's nice. The, the, the theme song's gone, which I enjoyed back in the day. Um, mm. But the wee whistle. Uh, but Abby, this opens mm. with like them roller skating and you get a sort of introduction to these to these characters, to the, the wacky band of misfits that we call the Kardashian family. Like just, just from the openings alone, like who did you gravitate towards and who were you like, mm, I'm not sure if we're going to get along, Mrs. So... I've always, okay, I've always gravitated towards Kim. Good. <laughs> like, that's just because she's the most, I guess, no, I'm not the most accessible in terms of the most relatable, but the most accessible in terms of, like, you know the most about her, probably. Mm. Yeah. Anyone you were like, no. <laughs> I've never liked Kendall. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think that's so fair. I think that's fair too. I don't like her either. I think she's. This is the thing, though. I feed into what I get told, but like, I just think she's like annoying and a pick me girl. (laughs) Okay, interesting. (laughs) David's taking such offence to that. (laughs) No, I'm not taking offence to it, but also I just find her. The reason I like her is because she's like so different to the rest of them. Like she, she's trying too hard. Different. She's like. I don't like she's like everyone's beautiful we don't need to get anything done but she's obviously had stuff done too yeah and then she's like I'm just like just want to ride my horse and me and my friends are so funny we have like art nights and we don't go out to clubs like she's trying too hard to be not a Kardashian but she's still profiting off of being on the show and being a Kardashian that's the only reason she's a mom so's Courtney so's Courtney and she fucking says at every turn that she hates the damn show you know what I yeah. mean? If we're going to come after anyone. She, she's given, like, she is obviously still given into the show because she had them film her whole wedding and everything. Whereas yeah. Kendall's, like, only pops up once an episode to, like, brush her horse or something. <laughs> I, 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 again, I do not think she's the enemy here with regards to this, but we will get into it. Like, um, Who's your favourite, David? My favourite, right. My favourite is Chloe. My favourite is Chloe. Yeah, Chloe is a fan favourite. Yeah. She has been from the start. Mm-hmm. She's so real. She's so funny. I love her. Ride yeah. or die for Chloe Kardashian. My least favourite is Kylie. We will get into it. Oh, um, interesting. interesting. I have no love. No love kind whatsoever. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about the opening scene of this show proper is Scott and Kim and Chloe are together. And the quote of the episode for me is Scott says, I have a doorknob. Does that mean I'm poor? I thought that was classic. (laughs) Abby, do you know who Scott is? When you saw Scott pop up, did you know who this man was? I know that he dated Sophia Ritchie. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and I know I know that he's bad. Like I know like my, <laughs> bad man. my, my sense of Scott is like, oh dear. <laughs> like <laughs> that, 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 that. a negative vibe about him, but also my understanding is that he's very funny. Yes. Yeah. We all love a bad boy, don't we? That is we all that love is, Lord <laughs> that is that is what we get. We we put out on the Instagram who's your favorite member of the Kardashian family, which is something I never should have done. Uh, some of the replies I got into that it was absolutely fucking disgusting uh, <laughs> and to be honest I think I'm going to block several people from the page um, but <laughs> we did get someone in who said that, that the Lord Scott Disick was their was their yeah. favourite um, he it is kind of mental yeah. Uh, yeah you go oh, sorry, I was going to say because he is like Abby's totally right but he's weirdly also like the best boyfriend any of them have ever had <laughs> yes <laughs> like, what this is the yeah. thing and nothing about this and that that take absolutely shocks me yeah. <laughs> no way when, when the show started he was public enemy number one yeah like like no, he shouldn't have been like everyone was like courtney's too good for him they should break up he's a horrible boyfriend because he was a drunk and he was like and he was just a shit boyfriend but now that they're divorced and they're co-parenting and all of that he's like the best, I think how I have always said that him and Chloe should get together. Mm. They, they, would, but then they it is hilarious because they hate Yeah, because they were like hilariously the ones that hated each other. Yeah, and now they're like besties and they're so funny. The thing is, now and he is like somehow, and God knows how this happened, he's the voice of reason in most of, yeah. in most of the, the arguments that go on. He does yeah. seem to have a weird like ability to cut to the chase when it comes to like arguments that don't involve him <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think because he's not paid by the minute abby is probably why you like that man. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly think it's the best divorce anyone's ever had of all time because yeah. he, he gets to like pop in when he chooses like we're talking about still profits off the family the, the show and the family overall and they all seem to still fucking love him, which is yeah. like, you know, something, something, he's done something right over the yeah. years to Scott Disick. Uh, I wanted to get into what you were talking about, Grace, and what you expand to your thoughts on this, because I too believe that the artifice of this show has completely broken down. And now at this point that we know what AJ is talking about, that the producers, like, they have control over what's happening. They get to decide what they're putting in and what they're not. Like the first real instance of that in this episode was, like, she's like, okay, where did we leave off last time? And the like, end of season two, like, you were still in a relationship. Like, it's almost yeah. like, okay, this show is no longer flying the wall, we follow their lives. It's like, now we're we know that there's a shooting schedule basically with yeah. this like what what do you think about about this overall for the show well i also find it weird because i feel like kind of what you're saying a lot of it now is just talking about things that have happened mm. like we don't really see the events really like unfold as much and also the thing that i find weird maybe because I don't know, I never really used to watch it as it was like the events were happening. I feel like you feel such a delay. And mm. that's the one thing that I've always felt with like now it feels so far behind. Like, I don't know, um, because I feel like it comes out like eight months after the events happened, and then you're getting like an insight into it, but you're they're just talking about it really. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're really relying on like people just knowing everything about their life. 
the story. And I think, AJ, yeah. that probably comes with, like, 2007, when this show started, we were seeing everything on the TV for the first time because reality, we didn't have social media in the way we do now. Do yeah. you think social, they've had to change and adapt in a culture where we do find out everything instantly about these people? Yeah, because I think before, like, the whole reason they got the show was, like, because of TMZ and all that, and people were reading about them, but it was, like gossip mags and stuff like that so the show was good because you got to hear the truth of things that happened and things like that whereas mm. now with social media and like cancel culture and people coming and like all of that sort of stuff they have to come out and like talk about things so the information is firsthand from them yeah. so that when it comes to the show they are just hashing stuff out over and over again and I think with them being producers as well, they obviously get to choose what stories get kept in and how they talk about things. So they can like swerve it around to make them look good. Whereas in the first seasons, I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, but like obviously they they weren't producers or anything like that. And I got told that Chris Jenner got one veto per series of stuff that she didn't want in. So if she if she if they wanted to do an episode about something like i don't know kim getting cheated on or something she could veto that but that's she could only veto one thing a series so like if, if he wanted to put out something that she didn't want them to put out they just had to do it because she already vetoed something whereas now they get to tell everything from their point of view so but in that way we're not getting as much of the juicy gossip no not getting not getting to the the, the core of it the very same yeah. but Abby, what we're talking about, like the perception of Kardashian as you come in, it's like, okay, it's reality TV, it's fluff, but were you surprised when all of a sudden in this first scene, we get into like a really frank conversation about surrogacy and adoption? Like, was this the tone mm-hmm. you expected to come into off the bat? No, not for not for the show. Like, I think I've seen stuff on social media of like them sort of, I mean, I know that Chris is like, studying for or has become a lawyer like I know that they've taken a more sort of like you know they they want to be taken seriously and they want to have serious conversations like tact in life but I sort of thought that the show itself would be kind of like the one vestige of this is still (laughs) trash (laughs) (laughs) well no not at all not as of yet and I think that that we get into for me, Chloe is the most sort of given to the show because that's that's a conversation I think they encourage the viewers to have because yeah. they bring it up all the time with themselves. Like, oh, you don't do anything for the show. You do nothing for the show. But if we're having the conversation about who gives most of the show, in this episode alone, Chloe has decided to talk about, one, surrogacy and her frank struggles with it and yeah. connecting to her baby, and two, her melanoma. You know what yeah. I mean? Like... Yeah. She's she's fucking like I don't care laying my full life on the table here. Also, but. Chloe has carried the, all of the see this new series, the Kardashians. Yeah. She's carried the whole thing. See, with having her affair and Tristan having another kid and all of this and all of it coming out like literally in the media, she couldn't do it. She couldn't avoid it. So the show is her only way to tell her point of view, and it mm-hmm. does make you feel like her her life is the fucking hardest out of anyone. She yeah. got dragged into the credit. Well, obviously, that she, she when she first went on the show was like what sixteen. Yeah. She was body shamed, fat shamed, like everyone slagged her off, slagged off her nose, everything. And now, like 
she's done everything she can to make everyone happy and her life is still the hardest out of anyone's and it makes me feel so bad for her because she's the most likable but also the one that has the hardest time yeah 100% Abby what what were your thoughts on Chloe just from this episode and the clips you saw I do you know I think I take back my original answer Chloe probably is the best <laughs> like in terms of when I gravitated to it first I was like oh Kim I know her but I think overall Chloe's like the standout like star um of, of the reality show at the very least I mean my my kind of like my introduction to Chloe as an individual was there's like two episodes of this like season six I think of Drag Race where she's a guest judge and yeah. she's like, one of the best guest judges that Drag Race has ever had on um she just is like she's just so much fun and she's kind of yeah. like up for a laugh and like not afraid to be like part of the joke um and I was like I I, I kind of thought that maybe that had gone away a little bit over time but it was nice to see that that's that's still who she is at heart still there and like listen she's talking about a lot of heavy stuff and she yeah. handles it with a, a good sort of good humor and good fun and I like that um all that the melanomes got me yeah yeah obviously they're doing that because the kids are there but it was just like they talk about this is the thing cause those sisters and like yeah i know what it's like with sisters they talk about the most serious like gut-wrenching stuff and you just have to laugh about it because they're all yeah. they're all going through shit stuff yeah and literally like, oh melanomes haha <laughs> yeah they all yeah they are they are and but yeah, it's all good. I mean, the only slight against Khloe Kardashian is that she was the worst um, host of any TV show ever. Um, X Factor US. She <laughs> oh, I've never saw that. She hosted Revenge, Revenge Body. And what was the other one? She did a makeover show as well. Did she? I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's on Amazon Prime. It's like called, oh, I'll make it up. It wasn't very good, but mm. it was, it, yeah. Well, X Factor was a train wreck. Um, that was she made our, our best moment was it was Fifth Harmony and she like oh, demanded yes. that Demi Lovato pick her favorite member and Demi just like picked Camille Cabello. So this feud with Fifth Harmony and the eventual breakup all stems from Khloe Kardashian. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Grace, I want to get into this because Abby is going to be like, why the fuck are you making such a big deal about this wee bit? Because Abby, there, like, there's a wee conversation in this episode where okay. Kim and Chris are talking about. Dolce, Dolce and oh, Gabbana, yeah. and they're saying about oh they want to do a deal, they want to, they want to do a, a line with you, and Kim's like, well, is it too soon after Courtney's wedding? Maybe she, <laughs> maybe she will, maybe she won't. Uh, well, Chris is like, well, you're fucking doing it. They want to do it during Fashion Week. Yeah, it's going to make us a ton of money, so you get the fucking stilettos on and get over there. Uh, but <laughs> that's great. Considering how much of a deal we know is made throughout the entire season of the Dolce and Gabbana feud. Mm -hmm. This, it's such a humble beginning in this episode. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? So this season, I realised I thought I'd watched the first episode, but then I watched it there and I was like, oh no, actually I hadn't. Because I jumped in straight to the one where they were arguing about it because that was all I'd heard about this season. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. right, I want to just like see the argument. It's the main storyline. For the full yeah. season, is this it's kind of boring though? <laughs> and it's the same way, like last season, yeah. the whole storyline was Courtney getting engaged, Courtney getting yeah. married, and then an hour and 20 minute long video of her getting married. And I just, she's my least favorite, and I no. just think we're insufferable. So I was really, yeah, I think now at one point she was my favorite. 
Yeah, she was. She's she could have died a hero, but she lived long enough to see herself become. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially what happened with Courtney Kardashian. Now, Abby, we're going to I'm going to fill you in, right? Because they're right. It's kind of a boring storyline, but okay. Kim takes the deal with Dolce and Gabbana, and lo and behold, Courtney's upset about it because she <laughs> said the entire theme of my wedding was Dolce. You know, it's, I had true. My wedding. it's true. She's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had my wedding in Italy. You know, I, it was great. We had Andrea Bocelli singing, like, I'm living like that. The, 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 what is it? That, what's the fucking word? Blah. The Dolce life or something like that. Oh, Lisa. Yeah. 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 So she was like, okay, I'm not happy with this. It's sort of like, a, it's like a cold war for a while because she's not really saying to Kim or anyone and she's just taking the huff and Chloe knows about it. But then the peak of it, before they have the confrontation, is Kim's VT, where she's in the interview, and she's like, she says, I stole her wedding. Where did <laughs> I have my wedding? Italy. Andrea Bocelli <laughs> sang at her wedding. Who sang at my wedding? <gasps> Andrea Bocelli. And it's just, it's the best bit of television of no, the year. The, and then the best follow-ups when she's like, now that you just want to rock out all the time. <laughs> 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 It's such a realistic sister fight. Yeah. Which is again, but at the same time, it's so fucking boring because no one but them care. No, but I don't care. But when it and it takes too long to get to that point. But when we finally get to see Kim unhinged, like that is like where I'm just sort of like on it. Like Abby, you're what are your you're coming into Courtney Kardashian, a Courtney pastor prime. A Courtney past her yeah. best. A Courtney where, you know, the sort of... Which yeah. is a shame because she is supposedly her happiest. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's why it's boring. That's she, like, her life was shit. She was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> we, wanted, yeah. we want our Sarky queen back. But, Abby, yeah. just from you, you saw off of Courtney Kardashian in this episode, going off to have sexual intercourse with her man when the cameras are filming in our house, like, what, what were your initial thoughts on Courtney? Um... A mixture of, like, if you don't want to be here, just don't. (laughs) And also, somehow also grow up. (laughs) I think so. But it's been about seven years now of her being like, I don't want to do this show. I don't want to be here. Like, I just want to have a private life. So I don't really get why she's still. I don't. I don't get uh, well, like literally one VT. She's like, I just don't want to be given into capitalism, and I just think we're like we're better than this, and we can all go off and do our own things. Next, next scene, she's doing a fucking vagina, vagina steam on yeah. camera. I'm but like, like, like Rob left and never came back. Like you can do it. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The they would literally get the highest view numbers of life if they put Rob in an episode now. Yeah. Oh. Because we want it. Because like, we want we, to see him. We want, we see want him back. Rob. Yeah. And Who's Rob? Rob's the brother. <laughs> the brother. Abby. Abby. Rob is the brother. Is he the one that did Black China? Yes, yeah. Black China. Well, it was Halcyon days. Um, but... <laughs> Remember when she was on the show? Yeah, Black China was on the show. They had Remember that spin-off, when... didn't they? Remember? Yeah, Rob and Black China had a spinoff. Remember when Brody was on the show? <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, remember when they were all on the show? That was a the like Leah. And the they're all country singers. You know, Leah and Brandon broke up. 
Yeah. No. That was like the shock of the century for me. Oh, Abby, you shouldn't have asked who Rob was. Now you have no clue. I want to get into my least favourite part of the episode. And Wait, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Is it the James Corden jump scare? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> okay. We will get to that man. It's the fucking driving lessons. Oh, it's yeah. the activity of the week with fucking Kendall and Kylie. Now, here's where I'm going to hit back. I thought it was funny. Here's where the host is going to hit back on what you guys said, right? I don't think Kendall's the problem. Because oh, Kendall man. at least has her 818 party later in the episode. At least Kendall is doing other shit. At least she's contributing in some other way. It's very clear to me that they, these days, have to ice Kylie Jenner off like to say, here, you're going to go and do driving. Here, you're going to ride a horse with your sister. Here, you're going to play a game of pool. You know what I mean? Just something innocuous to get her fucking on camera. Because she's <laughs> so boring. And Lord forbid, right? Maybe maybe it's because she was stealing Timothy Chalamet away from me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, but <laughs> I just, uh, these days, I have zero time for Kylie. Didn't enjoy the driving lessons. No one's that bad a driver. What are... Feel free to chime in and tell me I'm being a dick, but that—that's just what I feel. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I agree or disagree strongly enough to argue against you because I'm not a, a Kylie apologist. <laughs> like, I, you know. am, I am a Kylie apologist, David, and I think you're wrong. Well, okay, that—that's—that's that's absolutely fine. What did you enjoy about the driving bit? I thought it was funny, but also I—I. I, think now i'm gonna go back and what i said earlier courtney is annoying when she complains about the show and then isn't in it because she still wants to make money off the show kylie does not need the show's money and hence and because of that only appears when she wants to but also she is definitely the best mum out of any of them yeah she's the best oh, mum and because of that she prioritizes her kids and her own business over being on the show which is fair whereas courtney doesn't her business is shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> only just started it on the show for 10 years, grew up. And also, she needs the show, whereas Kylie is the fact that she's only in it when she wants is like a cool reason because she doesn't need the show. So I think you can't blame her for not being on it because to her, it's probably like, oh fuck, we need to go on the show again. You make a compelling argument. It has to be said. I was doubting myself and thinking maybe it's just the pizza talking. You know, you're getting this crumb. <laughs> but I will also say, when Grace said, Rob left the show, Kylie could leave the show if she doesn't need it. Doesn't want to be there. I feel like with Rob, it was more bad blood. Like, I think Rob just yeah. hated them all by then. <laughs> yeah, but he had yeah. his socks as well. Also, <laughs> he's ruined, got it, <laughs> life. it made Kylie's life better, but it ruined Rob's life. Like, he had a depressive episode and a mental breakdown on the show and they televised it like give him a break whereas yeah. Kylie this show is has made her famous in a good way and a bad way but she talks about that on on the show Fair. she's using the show to put out her message that she like hasn't had regrets <laughs> the impact they've had on society do you know what I mean yeah, and that's where it gets deep. But anyway, I'm I'm not continuing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm going to continue my negative ranting because, as Grace alluded to, 
when James fucking Gordon shows up in this episode. <laughs> that is the worst bit. I think everyone like just fucking was ready to turn off their television. Like Abby, were you confused as to why James Corden was showing up in the Kardashians episode? Listen, I'm at a point. It's 2023. I, I'm no longer shocked when James Corden voiced himself on anything. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of just par for the course now, isn't it? Well, yeah. it was more just like, why is Kendall invited him? He didn't look <laughs> yeah. that big. I think he is managed. A guaranteed show up. <laughs> he's managed somehow to like weed himself in with the family. Yeah. Like, I think he's friends with Chris. And I don't know. The, my favourite was that executive producer who was pointing out the use, the uselessness of the yeah. robot. I enjoy, yeah. enjoyed that. That, <laughs> that. that man wasn't messing about. He was like, that's so stupid. So I was like, I tend to agree. Uh, Mr. Executive Producer, you, you have made a fairly good point here. Uh, Grace, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about, about this as well. Um, we have the moment here where Chris brings up the melanoma and says how worried about her she is, mm-hmm. but then just starts talking about it at this sort of brand lunch party. Like, did you think this was like old school Kardashians, let's talk about your drama here, try and stir the pot, start something, or do you think this was just Chris, like, I don't know, like, yeah, like, I know what you mean, like kill, kill two storylines with one stone kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I yeah, to be fair, that didn't really cross my mind. More what I thought was weird was when Kylie went up to Chloe while her kids were there mm-hmm. and started talking about it. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a bit weird. That made me kind of feel like there was an agenda of like, right, it needs to get talked about tonight. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do feel bad for Chris. I feel like in the more recent series, her whole thing is just like, oh my God, I'm so worried about everyone. Like she's not really allowed to be the fun mum. Yeah. No, it's a shame. Do you feel Chris has went by the wayside, AJ, a bit? I just think, like, I I think what you said earlier is is so true. Like, they're all older. They all have different priorities now. And the fun problems and jokes and stuff from the past series can't, can't happen now because there is series topics going on. Like, they're all going through series stuff, divorces, whatever. And then... Mm-hmm surrogacy melanomas like it's it's heavier topics so they can't really joke about as much and i feel like chris was always like the butt of the joke they were always playing pranks on her and stuff like that (laughs) and she was such a good sport whereas now there's not that much of that so i think she is sort of like get less of like getting less in there because she she is just gonna let them talk about their serious topics and mm. there's not really as much playfulness in it I think. wait can I also I feel like this could be something that you want to talk about later mm. but like I kind of think they're now coming out of their like peak era as well oh, yeah yeah and it's like it just everything's getting like a lot more depressing like I just can't believe how much like stuff they have to deal with and then I do wonder when it will eventually stop like does someone when? have to like what's gonna have to happen for it to actually wrap up? Like when does the bubble burst on the Kardashians? I think I almost feel like it almost kind of has slightly. I don't know, Abby. Not, just mm, yeah. just just from an outside sort of perspective, like 
do you feel like the zeitgeist is moving away from the Kardashians? Like, have you heard them being spoken about less? Less people are telling you, you must watch the Kardashian show. Like, what's your experience just from sort of like, you know, <laughs> looking on it from afar? Yeah, I definitely feel as if they were more like, I mean, they were like pop culture for, you know, like the kind of 2010s mm. decade. I feel like if you were to try and tie into a decade, you'd probably closely associate them with then rather than with now. Because even things like, I feel as if nowadays I'll be like, oh, that Kardashian had another kid or, oh, that Kardashian got married to Travis Barker and it kind of escaped mm-hmm. my nose. Whereas like, I feel as if it was like 2017 or something and everyone just knew Kylie was pregnant and she hadn't admitted it and it was like an all-consuming news story that no one could escape. It yeah. doesn't feel like they have quite the same like impact now. But then I think because they've already gone through all those like major sort of firsts and things, like most of them have been married or had their first kid and there is a certain like, you know, you can only do that for the first time once. <laughs> yeah. And also it does the success thing in other areas has that's it's an argument that has convinced me a wee bit here. And I would compare them to Victoria Beckham in the sense okay. that Victoria Beckham was in the Spice Girls, having a great time, had a persona she was known for, was fucking hilarious, had her own reality show, which if you haven't seen is unbelievably funny. Oh my god, yeah. I about that. Great television. Um but then all of a sudden Bam has kids, married, starts a fashion empire, and doesn't really need to do any of that shit anymore. You know what I mean? And I feel there is a sort of direct correlation between where her sort of career went to the point now where I think public opinion in Victoria Beckham is completely done a 180. Because I remember when I was growing up, like your your, your mum or stuff like that, just like, I don't like that Victoria Beckham. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She never smiles. That was something you always heard about her. She never smiles. Shows she she looks like she's always angry, um. But now, like it seems like public sentiment is, oh, get Vic- Victoria Beckham back with Spice Girls for one more show or something like that. You know, yeah. I mean? that'd be iconic. So I feel like the Kardashians just need. We can't miss you if you don't go away, and I feel that yeah. that's maybe what we're missing from them at yeah. this point. If that makes sense, it's yeah. like I totally agree with everything you just said. In terms of like that's great for our personal success and development, but do we? I mean, actually, I say this, and I already have answered the question. The answer might be yes, but do we need to watch a TV show for doing all that? <laughs> um, At the time, if you've seen it, then you would answer yes because it's it's brilliant. But um, I mean, like now, I mean, like now that she's kind of more like sensible, no, like boring. It would be boring, just like this new series of the Kardashians is. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's the thing, you know what I mean? I think it's once you reach a point of success, we either want to see you trying to sort of build up or fucking failing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, that's, and that's not me saying, oh, that's what, what I like to see. That's me just pointing out the way things are with reality TV and they always have been. You know what I mean? No one watches reality TV to see someone's life. It's like Black Mirror, beautifully pointed out with their only good episode this season that I um, was the first one. Um, I can't remember what it's called. John is, John is Awful. Mm-hmm. And they, they point it out. It's like, look, people don't like to see well put together like people on television doing reality TV. It'd be boring if you just watch someone succeeding and being happy all the time. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason that the Kardashians in their heyday were constantly fighting with each other and going to jail 
and like dating <laughs> horrible men you know what i mean like it was because that was what was entertaining folk and again not sitting here saying it's right i'm just pointing out the way that it has been you know what i mean so that that's probably why grace and like aj saying as well we've reached a point now where we are bored because we're used to a certain television show and now it's become something entirely different and i think they know that as well the thing is i'll still watch it religiously yeah but for why i don't know and the thing is i think that the people who watch it like they're not getting any new no they're not getting any new viewers Mm. people who are watching the kardashians there is people that have watched keeping up from like the beginning or came in halfway through and they're invested in their lives whereas like people who have never seen the kardashians would watch this would watch one episode of this new series and think this is boring as fuck well let's ask abby (laughs) would you watch another episode based on what you've seen here i don't know if i would watch from where i'm watching now like i don't know if i would like roll into episode two but i think like even just having the discussion i'm like oh that sounds like something i'd get into it's like (laughs) (laughs) i like to come to something like far too late to the party as well for that sort of nostalgic sense Um, and series one (laughs) i should say i think i will but i think it's interesting because we're saying like at the same time like oh they don't have enough like problems going on now like their lives are not shit but also like all they have is problems but like it's meant to be escapism i think and no one wants to like they're trying to become more relatable and talk about serious things that they want to like have discourse about but it's kind of like we sort of want you to be crying about your seventy five thousand dollar earring that you lost in the ocean because i that's not going to make me think about any problems i've got in my life yeah (laughs) and here's the difference and we i want to talk about the end of this episode as well because there's a difference between kim crying about losing an eating we know she can replace and crying about an abusive ex-partner who's every opportunity to to decry her in the media and i'm talking about like the tone that people want to see from this program but also i acknowledge at the same time that it's really important to have this show probably for kim kardashian right now because that is a woman who has had like she said in the show like she's not going to call him out in public she's not not going to start a public feud so for a lot of people like she has to be silent and this show like we've talked about because they produce it is her chance to put across her side of the story and mm-hmm. i think that if m- my heart was breaking for anyone talked about how chloe has it tough like genuinely feeling a lot of real sympathy for kim in that moment i yeah. felt really open i don't know grace what do you think oh no totally and i that's what i mean where it's like it's almost weird the timeline of it all because obviously that was all happening like last year mm. and it it's always, like it is interesting like hearing her perspective because she was silent about it at the time yeah um but i do sometimes wish in some ways and this is just probably me being greedy but that they did air, air it quicker and it's right. probably is because of what we we're saying previously where it's um them being producers now so they probably just have a bit more like they'd probably go through it more with a fine-tooth comb. Mm. But I kind of wish we were seeing that, like, I don't know, like, two months after it was all happening. Yeah. Um, but no, I do. Like, it I, It just made me think, like, watching it, I was like, God, money really doesn't solve any no. problems. Like, I do not want to be any of these people, actually. Whereas I do remember when they were maybe, like, season seven or something, 
and like I was saying it was like them going on family holidays to Greece and just like they were still like they kind of had the best of both worlds where they were still like a tight-knit funny family but they had the money and the fame to do what they wanted yeah whereas I feel like now it's actually quite depressing yeah yeah exactly yeah and, like, people talk about like oh I wonder if one day their kids will have like the next generation of Kardashians will have like shows and stuff and I'm like yeah they might but I think it would just be like Kylie's spin-off show where it's not relatable at all no like and yeah and they probably might not want it I think the the best line that Kim gave here was all of his shenanigans will be far more damaging to the kids Mm -hmm. than the tape will ever be because it's something and I think they've acknowledged this more as the years have went on like Kim Kardashian never gave anyone any consent to release yeah. that, and it may have, in some butterfly effect, led to everything that's happening with them now. But at the same time, like it's actually when you really break it down, a very traumatic thing to happen, yeah. and then be known for that for many years after. Also, it's kind of weird because like it kind of could be forgotten about completely, but yeah. it's him that keeps bringing it up. Yeah, which must be exhausting. Like. Exactly. Uh, AJ, I don't know what you thought about this scene. Yeah, I think I think she needed it and it was a bit of catharsis mm. on her end. But also I think it's good for the viewer to see that, like, it really, like, because for us, it's been like, oh, when we saw it in social media, what Kanye was saying, we're just like, oh, Kanye's at it again, he's fucking mental, whatever. But it really obviously has a negative effect not only on Kim but she's worrying about the future and for her kids and stuff like that and it does just really make you think that like she's constantly in the public I've been being like oh she's only famous because of that sex tape she's only famous because of this she's only famous for this and for her she's trying to get away from that and then Mm. it keeps getting brought back to her and like you said it must be exhausting and I think this moment for her is just like she needs to like get it all out and explain her side of the story and I think again that is why they're producers so they can tell their their side whether it's boring or not well totally 100% Abby coming into this like I think you talked about over the years like what people have talked about with in terms of the Kardashians I think Kanye West is somehow become a name that's synonymous uh, whenever the Kardashians are brought up like were you surprised that they openly sort of acknowledged him in the show or was it something you were expecting them to address i think it just surprised me like how openly they acknowledged a a lot of stuff (laughs) because i I don't know like i think with kanye specifically it it has become such a like difficult topic do i mean like people avoid talking about it in all walks of life because it's like, oh, like he's mentally unwell and then he said all these really horrific things. Um, and it was just like, it, it, I don't know, I kind of feel as if like, for any, in my life, people have just like stopped listening to his music and like kind of moved on from Kanye. <laughs> and then it was yeah. weird to see, it, see him being so disgusted and things like that, like there in that situation. And I did have actually really felt for Kim as well. It was a pretty, yeah, you're right. Money doesn't solve everything. Because he's become a character, hasn't he? He's become a caricature. He's become a figure of yeah. the vein of a Trump, you know? It, yeah, it's become so much easier to, like, explain away his behaviour by being, like, that guy is just so off the rails. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, like he, he kind of like a joke, but not. But, like, 
it, it, people just seem to kind of have been like, oh, he's not even like a real person. He's Kanye. Like, what an insane guy. And then it's it's weird to see that sort of play out in like an actual like close up like family drama divorce situation. Yeah. Um, and You're see, reminded that's the father of her kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like to have like it's not just some kind of like out there character who's doing all these kind of weird things. Um, they just get more and more unbelievable. Like that's actually their lives. This is the real. Like person. imagine that was your dad. Yeah. yeah. It's just so wild. Like honestly, I think with all like even like social media influencers and things, it'll be so interesting when their kids grow up and like. Mm-hmm. Talk about how it's impacted them, like being as in the public eye as this. But like that, like those kids are so isolated in the sense that like no one else has experienced being on a reality show and your dad being Kanye. Like that's that's pretty out there in terms yeah. of experiences. Well, we need to see, and with that, I want to talk about just the prediction of the future um, from AJ and Grace here. AJ, where do you see the Kardashian show going? Where do you think this all leads? How many years do you think they have left in the tank? See, the thing is, I do watch the show and I do like to know what's going on in their lives, but just because I'm invested. Mm. But at the same time, I think it would be better for them if they just stopped. They yeah. just stopped and just... And, and, and then we just got to hear about them occasionally in the news when, like, Kendall gets married or whatever. We'll get to see it. But... At the same time, I'll be like, is that enough? Because we've gone through like such a turn, and I think in social media, everyone was so nosy and needed to know everything about everyone's lives. And now we've realised that we don't really have that right, and like we should sort of step... Well, I've realised like, I don't need to know everything about the people that I want to follow on social media, and I yeah. just give up. So, <laughs> and just like focus on my own life. So I'm hoping that... It maybe takes that turn, or maybe they maybe they go off and like present a show or something like that. But yeah. maybe not in this format. I think that their their lives have evolved away from having all of their dirty laundry aired all the time. No, totally. Maybe Grace a different way of framing this question. We talked about the writer strike two thousand and seven potentially giving birth to the Kardashians. Like, do we see in the midst of this writer strike a similar boom happen in reality TV? which could give birth to the next Kardashians, or do you think that this style of television, like AJ's saying, do you think just public sentiment is swayed away from it too much? Yeah, I think, um, I, I just think reality TV's kind of had its moment. Like, I do still watch the Kardashians, but not as religiously as I used to. And same with, like, Love Island and stuff. Like, I don't watch it. I've not watched the past, like, this the ones that have been out this year. I think people are kind of... Yeah. I mean, I say all this, and I am excited for the next Big Brother series to come out. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think it's like people are looking for something a bit different. So I don't think, because kind of what AJ was saying, where it's like, I think at one point everyone wanted to know everything about everyone. And I also think influencers and celebrities were wanted people to know everything about their life. Mm. Whereas I think people are kind of seeing the repercussions of that. But what I would love, yeah, I... I agree where I think they should take a step back in order to have the need or the want for them again. Mm. But do you know what I would love? And they, I don't think they would ever do this again. But do you remember they used to do like Christmas specials? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I mean, it was just like a Christmas themed episode, but then they would do stuff like they would um, like do a secret Santa together and like give each other gifts and like 
I don't know, like do their Christmas card shoot. Like I almost think it'd be better if they just did like a once a year special episode where they like do sit around and talk about like essentially what they're doing at the moment where they do just sit and talk about what's going on mm. and maybe give insight to anything that they feel like they need to but you still have like the family thing of like getting Christmas and all together like oh my god look at so and so they've grown up a year like what the hell their kids are so old like I think they should do something like that focus on like, yeah, I like it. Abby, Rather than full seasons. <laughs> yeah. Abby, I'll give you the final word. First time Kardashians for you. What were your overall thoughts on your Kardashians experience? Uh, sum it up for us to finish out the episode. I think, I don't know. It, I don't think I would keep watching this season or like this new iteration of the Kardashian franchise. Because it was, I think at one point Grace said it was like weirdly depressing. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty kind of like hitting the nail on the head. Um, it did feel a little bit like it was maybe past its best. However, I've never had that much of an insight into the Kardashians or really any sort of reality TV format in this way where it's just following people going about their lives. And I'm kind of perversely like intrigued now. <laughs> so weirdly, I think like, I probably won't keep going with the Kardashians, but that I might delve into reality TV format. It's going back to the the dash years, you know, where they lived. Yeah. Or maybe that. something like really niche, like something that only had like one season. Yeah. yeah. Chloe and Lamar, you know, like go over to that, that neck of the woods, you know. Like, oh, Chloe and Lamar. Do you remember that? That was such a saga. She's had such a life, that poor girl. <laughs> well, if you take anything away from this, it's that AJ feels that Chloe's had a tough time. Um, but listen, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Uh, we will be back. We're going to be doing a tournament. Uh, to decide the best sitcom of all time. Uh, that'll be Kieran Doherty's debut. He's a full-time member of the team. Very excited to have Kieran on board. Uh, we will be casting for the new DC uh, universe, so that should also be fun. And Ahsoka, a Star Wars show, is coming out. Uh, we'll be doing a review of that. But until then, it's goodbye from me and from everyone else. It's... Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> just a heartbeat.